DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in on a Labor Day. If you're getting started late today and you miss anything, well, check out our podcast. Available at 1280thezone.com and wherever you get podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts, that's where it's at Google now. Play, that's Google the podcasts. new. Jeez. Yeah, everywhere. Glad I'm not breaking into the business now. <laughs> I didn't know podcasting was the be-all, end-all, but apparently it is. So if you miss the show because, you know, at 7.30 in the morning, you're asleep. Oh, this morning on a On a Labor sure. Day, on a holiday weekend. We had Frank Dolce on then. We were talking to him about the, the youths and the Pac-12 on the opening weekend. You can catch it all right now. There weren't nobody on the car. The what, huh? There ain't nobody on the car in the freeway. Wide open. This morning. I was cruising. So we got a lot of people uh, tweeting at us. We have got people hitting us up on Facebook. You can grab your phone. You can use the open mic. You can send us your take. What do you think is going to happen? College football gal tweets at us this whole thought about the Pac-12 South. She's moved beyond that, PK. Well beyond it. She says, just listen to Lee, the man, Corso. The Utes are in the playoffs. That would be a bonus. To me, you can't control that. So I don't worry about that. The one thing you can control that nobody can determine your fate is the Rose Bowl. And if you get to the postseason, the Rose Bowl is the destination. And if anything beyond that, that's great. That's Anything, obviously, would only be the playoff. Uh, so I'm not really worried about that. I'm not focused on that. Win the conference because you can control that. Yeah, and you're allowed to have uh, a, a down weekend and still get to the Rose Bowl. Most teams do, actually. If they don't have a down weekend, they won't be in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> if they don't have a down weekend, uh, you, they'll you, be in the playoffs. You would think, but I can't yeah. guarantee you that either out of the Pac-12. If there's five of you like that, and, and maybe if the Pac-12 doesn't have a real strong year, and there might even be somebody with a one loss if you had a zero loss. So, well, you know, that, that'll take care potentially down the road. But to me, it's about, and especially now that Utah's gotten past BYU, these next two dogs, I ain't barely going to pay attention. It is about the nine conference games for sure. We're back in training camp as far as I'm concerned. I gotta it, wait two there's, weeks. There's a there actually is a real feel to that. And I can only say the eleven AM Northern Illinois game, which I get for people who tailgate, they they might not be a big fan of and kids who have uh, people who have kids playing youth sports. But uh, for us, it's going to work out because most of the better day games are later in the day, so we can watch that Utah game at, with Northern Illinois at eleven a.m. Oh yeah, and then uh, the fine. Cougars at uh, six is our time, right? And they start at six. I think it's at five. Is it five? Five p.m. Mountain. Oh, it's five. Seven o'clock Eastern. Uh, what time? Five here. What channel? ESPN. ESPN. Another big one. On the mothership. Oh, okay, cool. First I'll, two weeks. I'll be home in time for, for that game, which, you know, we'll discuss that later on in a week. But that's a must win for the Cougars. But right take, now. Want to take a shot at the point spread for that one? BYU 18. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good one. It opened yesterday. It should be. It's not. Regardless, I'll go 40. Three. 
it's down to two and a half. Oh, two and a half now. Possibility of going down to two. <laughs> Could even swing in favor of BYU at some point. Went over, went over, send DJ right over. I was surprised. I thought BYU would be favored in that. Having watched that Tennessee game. I told game. you T. I just said T. Didn't I, I tell you T? I know, but Tennessee looked terrible. Irregardless. Horrible. Should have put them week. in. This guy sucks. All right, we'll, we'll get to that during the week. Okay. It's, it's about my Utes, man. You want to take a shot at what your Utes are favored by? Oh, 27. Uh, 23. Unless it's moved. It was 23 last night. It could be 23 and a half, 24. (laughs) You don't know. It could be. I mean, I was yesterday. You give me yesterday's news. You golf with a New Yorker, and all of a sudden you start uh, start getting the the New York twang back. I am who I am. Are you kidding me? What are you, Popeye? What do you mean, I am who I am. I like my spinach. Olive oil tends to be tasty sometimes. But beyond that, Utah. What a clear path. I mean, when JT Daniels went down, that's a clear path foul right there. Hold his knee into the second quarter. Yeah. Starting quarterback, and he doesn't make it through the first half. And it looked bad right away. I mean, the confirmation took 24 hours, but... Not for me. You could pretty much diagnose that one from your, uh, from your couch at home. Well, the length of time he was down, and he couldn't put in any weight, and then he came out with crutches. He's done. What a golden opportunity, man. Talk about living right, the Utes. On and off the field? I don't know about off the field. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the expression. You can't go to the expression if you don't go on and off the field. Yeah, but I got the expression, so I can make the expression anything I want. No, I don't think There is no expression. There is no magic happens without me. Right, but Austin would tell you he took the heat for it, so he gets to define the expression. That's how he defined it. So back off. You I could have deleted ask it. Him. I could have deleted it, but well, I didn't. He might wish you had. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, you don't think so? He, he's, an, he's a collie. <laughs> he's a collie. He wants to be right in the middle of the <laughs> they prey. They stand by everything they say. Well, that's true, but it still would have been easier if you just deleted it and you didn't have to deal with stuff. <laughs> He doesn't care. Of course he just plants his feet and deals he, with it. I get that. He didn't that. care then. He certainly doesn't care now. Are you kidding me? He cared a little bit. No. No way. He stood by it the moment he said it. He stood by it. He continues to yeah. stay by it. He those probably those got collies. Little, got a little tired of dealing with they're it. They're tough. They're, they're cut from the same mold, and they are willing to speak their minds. And... Let whatever happens, happens. Get out of town, man. They'll, they'll tell <laughs> Get you, out of town. They'll tell you exactly what they think. That's why they, he and his brother Dylan and, and Austin, they were great interviews because they would speak what they felt. And then we're going to take shots at them does when anybody, they speak what they feel? Does anybody say get out of town anymore? I do. Get I out just, of town. I just said I it. know you did, but that was a flashback. <laughs> I, I haven't had anybody tell Get out of town. Why would you regret? Why Seriously, why would he regret what he said? There was no reason to regret what he said. Because he had to listen to a lot of people's opinions about what he said, and I don't uh, think he cared. F- 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 I don't think he So what? Yeah. I mean, you, if you don't want to hear blowback, then just don't do the interview in the first place. I mean, like uh, uh, Young Yock. Tweets out that Zach Wilson wasn't available for interviews, and then his mother blocks him on Twitter. True story. His mother blocked him on Twitter. In this day and age, he blocks her. She blocks him on Twitter. Well, it's got to be this day and age. There was no Twitter 30 years ago. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you very much. (laughs) 
Precisely. In this day and age. Yeah. There was no Twitter 15 In this day and age, he prejudiced against Italians. Can you believe that? Straight, In this day and age. Straight out of the Godfather. No, good close fellas. to 15 years. Oh, is that Goodfellas? Really? Yeah. She wouldn't go out with him because he was Italian. He said, In this day and age, he prejudiced against Italians. Can you believe that? That's Joe Pesci. He was talking to uh, Ray Liotta. Henry. In this day and age. For so, whatever reason, when you told me Goodfellas, my brain went to Casino. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, they're all the same sleep. people. They just, are all the same. <laughs> the plot's a little different. Now we're going to go to Vegas. Well, we went to Vegas in ours, too. So Casino. I've golfed on that course where that plan, plane landed. In fact, that was the course, the National in Vegas, where Tiger won his first professional tournament. 96, I believe it was. And you can see the house and the hole where the plane landed, blah, blah, blah. That's right right there. Blah, 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 blah. So, uh, but the Utes, man, they have got clear sailing. This is, what an unbelievable turn of events. I, I am so excited for this season. Not these next two weeks, as far as Utah goes. Now, for, I'll turn to our BYU for these next two weeks. That's where the independence thing works well for us. Right when yeah. Utah's playing nobody and nobody, BYU's playing somebody and somebody. Yeah, and the, the Ags got Stony Brook in a bye. So they basically <laughs> got a bye and a bye. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, there was somebody, I tweeted something about BYU this weekend, and they said, oh, can we stop? Once they lose to uh, Tennessee, oh, was that, it was because I was watching the Tennessee game, and I tweeted about how the, the door seems wide open for BYU. Tennessee's playing so poorly, couldn't defend the run a lick. And... And someone's like, well, after they lose that, then can we not hear about them? I'm like, oh, no, week three, Utah State's on a bye, and Utah's playing Idaho State, and BYU's got USC. Where did week we, three, BYU's uh, the story. Where did we create this idea that just because you're an independent and you lose a game, all is lost? I that don't doesn't know. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, I know they don't have a big reset for a conference, but I get that. Yeah, most of the teams that hit that reset aren't going to win that conference anyway. So, to me... Eight wins has been out there. That's a goal. That seems like a yeah. good season, just, especially totally given their schedule. I just don't understand. Why and when I looked at their schedule, the two games I thought they were most likely to lose: Washington and Utah. They looked far and away the most difficult games. So really, trying to win eight of the other ten. Uh huh. I understand. And, and they got three games to the bag. It looks like they're going to win those for sure. So mentally, I had them three and a two, three and two as soon as I saw the schedule. Now, these other the, seven games, what happens? We should probably get to this tomorrow, but is BYU this doom and gloom? They've got to change their evil ways, baby. I don't understand it. Well, what? I do. They're just stuck. No, BYU is who they is. Uh, who, they is who they are. They is who they is? Yeah. Well, I've caught in They didn't so change anything. <laughs> the Utah changed, but BYU stayed the same. And they're not going to change. So, oh, they should put more money. Well, they're not going to. They should pay their coach. Well, they're not going to. And they should loosen up. Well, they're not going to. So stop. Stop with all that. doesn't make any sense. They're, focus on what you can do, yeah. not what you should do that you know they're not going to. They're not going to loosen the honor code. So don't worry about that. And uh, just they're not in a conference. So just because you're in a conference, that's the Arizona and Oregon State 
in Colorado. They're in the conference. Being in a conference would change some stuff, but there's other stuff that's changed around that wouldn't be impacted. Whether they go to the Big 12 or whether they go back to the Mountain West or whether they blah, 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 whatever. There's other stuff that's changed as college football's morphed over the last couple of decades and things just aren't what they were. I got a text from a Stanford fan this weekend. Do you know how many Mormons there are on Stanford's team? I really don't. Probably, I don't know, six. I get back, you do know. <laughs> they got six return missionaries playing on their team. Stanford didn't used to come in here and recruit these elite athletes, and now they do it all the time, and they're going to keep doing it. And you go down there, and every year David Shaw tells you, yeah, we're going to be back. We're finding, we're finding good guys we like there. They got size. They got speed. He's totally good with the mission program. That doesn't seem to phase him at all. He talks about sitting guys down when they come back and saying, you've got a level of maturity now. You've been around the world. You know what's going on. We need you to spread that in the locker room. Because he knows what Chris Peterson told you. 18 to 22-year-old guys. Some of the dumbest people in the world. Oh, well, not the ones that go to Stanford. <laughs> okay, you got, you got that. <laughs> you got a little IQ thing going on. But still, young, immature but not the ones who go to Stanford. Uh, some of them. <laughs> like one every four years. Okay. Fewer, <laughs> a lower knucklehead ratio than the rest of the population. I'll give you that. But there's still those knuckleheads everywhere. Yeah. So, so stuff changes. I you know, think, and your recruiting base, other people are coming and attacking it and recruiting the way they didn't used to do it. So adapt, move on, and Tennessee is still there for the taking. And USC might be, too. We'll watch USC Stanford and BYU-Tennessee well, and figure that out. Plus, when you look at the BYU's history, what's their, what's their record against Power Fives over the years? You know, there's, going back to Lavelle Edwards, there's, what's the record? There's a, there, I'll have to look it up. You know, there's well, a it was fair, like 7-15 and 15 and 1 in bowl games, wasn't he? Right. And see, I think that's where it comes down to when you play the ranked teams. And this is why BYU has to hear the, well, you beat them in a down year thing. Well, that's when everybody beats them. I mean, when Oklahoma's good, they're undefeated. Nobody beats them. Or they have one or two losses tops. So you're not likely to beat them then. And BYU's got a couple of those. The Miami game jumps out. But most of the time, yeah, you beat the six or eight win team that isn't having a big year. That's why the six or eight win teams. So now they can beat negativity for BYU. They can beat the bottom of Power Fives, and they can beat the middle of Power Fives. We've seen that in a decade of independence. They've done both those things. The top of Power Fives, that's a problem. Wisconsin came in here with an eleven win team and drilled them, just drilled them. But when they got a seven five Wisconsin team on the road, they won. So Tennessee looks like the bottom of the SEC off one week. Best case scenario, they're going to end up being the middle of the SEC. That's a winnable game. Well, see if you go get it. They got to get it. Yeah, I agree with that. This is a must win. I got them three and two, and no surprise week one. Go get this one. You, you got, got them three and two? Well, they got three wins at the back of the schedule, and I think Washington's going to be a loss. Oh, obviously, I, okay, they, obviously okay. they lost to Utah. I you meant after There's the first some predictability five. built into the schedule, like there is most schedules. When, when the schedule came out, the Utes are probably going to be three and oh. Yeah, I mean, we know. We look at the schedule. Sorry, Jay Scott. We look at the schedule. We know ASU is going to beat Utah. Boom! Boom, there it is. I've I mean, been we saving just, that. We just, we just we got, know it. We got some We got some Facebook and uh, Twitter on that, but I, I've been saving it for the end of the show to get a good reaction out of you. I'll be here, God okay. willing. <laughs> you really get the New York thing going today. A New York golfer. You tur- I, you I mean, I am who I am. I, 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 my essence. I can't change who I am. And I never run from it. I stay true to my identity. DJ and PK. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. College football tonight, ninth-ranked Notre Dame is at Louisville. The game's on ESPN at 6 o'clock tonight. 
College football over the weekend. USC lost quarterback JT Daniels. A torn ACL and meniscus. He is out for the year. Kadan Slovis, true freshman, will start Saturday against 25th-ranked Stanford with Matt Fink as his backup. Basketball Team USA opened the FIBA World Cup of Basketball with a win over the Czech Republic. They're back in action against Turkey tomorrow morning. Justin Verlander third his, threw his third career no-hitter as he shut down the Toronto Blue Jays 2-0. He gave up one walk in the first inning. Went on to strike out 14. He's got three career no-hitters. Only two pitchers have more. Sandy Koufax with four and Nolan Ryan with seven. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at homie.com. Big, 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 big show. show. Big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? A friend of ours covering his final BYU-Utah game, Brad Rock. How many BYU-Utah games have you covered? I'm guessing out of 41, I've probably made 36 of them. Wow. So yeah. out of all those 36, what stands out as rivalry moment number one for you? Uh, there's some classics. You know, the game was secondary to the story for me. Max Hall's rant was epic, but I'm going to have to go with the time the guy jumped out of the stands and tackled the cheerleader from Utah. <laughs> that was up there. That's a good one. You don't see that, you know? Ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it anywhere else in the country. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Knicks steps up. He throws to Williams. He's got it. Touchdown, Auburn. Touchdown, Auburn. Bow Knicks to Seth Williams. Fourth quarter. Herbert steps back. Now steps up in the pocket. Steps up and he throws to the end zone. To the back of the end zone. Out of the back of the end zone. Auburn wins. Auburn 27. Oregon 21. Who had the worst weekend, PK? I mean, anybody who lost probably feels like they had a bad weekend, but Oregon snatched. Defeat from the jaws of victory. That was a big old woulda, coulda, shoulda right there. Broke my heart. Florida State, ditto. Yeah, I'm not a big believer in that you have to do well in the conference for you. Your conference has to do well for you to succeed. I just don't think that matters. Other teams that botched it on the opening weekend? We had Gary Anderson on this morning. He was pretty down. Could have pulled that off. Oh, yeah, I thought they blew that game. I mean, that last pass by Jordan Love was inexplicable. There's a whole bunch of other things that... Uh, Went over the play calling with him on the three runs when you've been moving the ball through the air. The controlled passing game, Gary called it. Trust yeah. that to get some first downs. They get a couple first downs. That thing's over. Gary pointed out the rushing stats were good, but their short yardage rushing stats when they needed a yard or two to convert were bad. They broke off some big runs, but third and one, third and two, yeah, not kind of aggressive. Them. In that situation, and they took the air out of the ball. And it's almost like they got what they deserved. That's too strong to say, but it, I would have liked them to see do what they do. You you got this great quarterback, and Mariner was having a great game, and you just decide, okay, we're going to just take a knee essentially and let them use their timeouts as if that matters. And you already, Gary already said there, the defensive, uh, the cornerbacks were struggling. I think they had a converted receiver who was a freshman back there. 
And voila. Voila. I think the only thing that's surprising is that Wake Forest got to the one in like two plays. I thought <laughs> maybe there might be some resistance. Oh, they had the 70-yard pass play. Throw it over the top, miss the tackle, and away he goes. Yeah, that was bad. Play to win. And you did ask Gary about, hey, why not just uh, just let him score? Gary said, yeah, I thought about it, but I'm not wired that way. And they nearly pulled it off, but then the fourth down pass got him. It turned out that that didn't matter as much as I thought it might potentially matter because the Aggies then turned around and got right back in position pretty quick. So they really didn't run out of time. They got a pick. So as we sit here right now, Oregon's the only ranked team to get beat. The Florida State loss, the Tennessee loss, catching our eye. Tennessee looked terrible. Georgia State ran the ball all over them. The running backs ran inside and outside. The quarterback was elusive. He was scrambling. He was also completing passes. So really, for BYU, the way Georgia State moved the ball, they had to be able to go in there and move it too. They had to be able to run the ball right at him. Paging Tyson Williams. 20 carries, please. I'd like to see it. Yeah, for sure. And for the Utes, uh, we discussed this this morning. What could derail them now? Other than a uh, series of injuries, key injuries, that could do it. But aside from that, what could derail the Utes in the South? Nothing. This is a locomotive that's going to storm through. That's what Chris says. The Pac-12 is the weakest of the Power 5 conferences. Utah is the best running back and probably the best defense. My prediction is they win the South and face Oregon in the title game, and they could definitely beat them. If there is a year for a possible playoff run, this is it. Yeah, I think there's no reason why the Utes don't go 5-0 and zero in the South. Oregon State 6. 3-0 and in conference. We got them nine wins, and we got, what does that leave? Cal, Washington, and Washington State. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. UCLA looked like the worst team in the division. That lost to Cincinnati. I don't know if you're basing it on one single game. That's all we've got to base it on right now. Yeah, but we, we had nothing to base it on in August, and we based it. So, I disagree. Well, we will rebase it each and every week. I think I just made something up there. Just don't freebase it. Good point. I don't even know what that means. It's some drug thing, but I have no idea what that means. Jeff has posted here, USC still wins the division. There are people who believe it is not a slam dunk. Well, I uh, Go Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now i got to click on Jeff and see. Here we go, ready? <laughs> Could be an Aggie. Could be a USC guy. I don't know. studied at the University of Southern California. Okay. So there's... And he lives in Arizona. There's a shot of him wearing Niners gear at the Cardinal Stadium. There's a Cardinal logo right at midfield. <laughs> He's all over the place. <laughs> Living in Arizona, rooting for a college team in L.A. and a pro team in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, if you have a bias, and, and that's okay. Just... Let me know you have it. And if you're a fan and you still want SC to win, I understand that. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. If you're a fan of the Trojans, so be it. <laughs> what could derail the Utes? Johnny says, Whittingham calling timeouts for the other team. It's got to be a reverence to the Washington game two years ago. I believe ago. it does, yeah. yes. 
Uh, Steve says, Utes are going to roll through the South and get beat by Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. I called it, PK. <laughs> okay. Um, Possible? Well, then go online to a gambling site or out the window and get a betting slip, because he's from New York, and he's not going to hear it unless you got a slip. The New York area. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you're across the river in Jersey. Hence the New York Driver area. and a two-iron away. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Can, you can really sting a two-iron. Yeah, you could see the skyline when we went to my grandparents' house. Yeah, I mean, it was minutes. Brian says, uh, here's what could prevent the Utes, uh, Utah's offense. And don't overlook Washington, or anyone. We're not look, overlooking off uh, Washington by any stretch, but you don't even have to beat Washington, and you could still go to the Rose Bowl. Maybe you have to beat them in Santa, uh, Santa Clara. You obviously don't have to beat them in the regular season. We covered that earlier. last year. Yeah, we covered that earlier. Even though you get a hint of Pac-12 teams, what they might be capable of, who looked good, who didn't, Washington and Washington State are still a mystery. They scheduled wins. They won convincingly. And we didn't really learn that much. Washington beat Eastern Washington, and Washington State crushed New Mexico State. So, Those are formalities. Yep. Yeah, I don't think either of them, I'd have to double-check, have uh, strong non-conference schedules this year. They don't. So, Wazoo never does. That's why I'm excited for the start of the conference season. But, I, I mean, I've known that for weeks and months. Washington, uh, Washington State has Northern Colorado this week. Another it's formality. A waste of time. And then uh, I thought maybe the Houston game would be okay, but Oklahoma really took it to them. Maybe that's more about Oklahoma than Houston. But Oklahoma did whatever they wanted, moved up and down the field on Houston. Not a lot of pushback there. Right. Washington has a conference game this weekend, so we can watch them play Cal, and maybe we'll figure something out there. Yeah. That's on uh, that's on um, FS1 at night, the same time that USC's playing Stanford, so you can channel surf back and Saturday forth. night you're speaking of? Saturday night, it's 8.30, so the BYU game starts at 5. They may have overlapped for a few minutes, but just for probably 15 or 20 minutes, not a big deal. Right. And, yeah, Cal, that's, that's a conference game, and Cal beat them last year. So, yes, I mean— Conference games, you can't say, well, that, that's a dog game. That's a conference game. I mean, you yeah. can't control it. Right. So you have to play them. And I, and I always think conference games, even if the team or one of the teams doesn't appear as good, they can be better because it's a conference game. Winning conference games are more difficult. Say you have a, a team that isn't very good as a non-conference game versus the same level of team in a conference game, the conference game is harder to win even than the, the non-conference Even if game. the talent level is the same. Yes. I think the uh, familiarity matters yeah. uh, for game planning and all that, and then I think the intimidation factor is less because they play all the time. And it's a conference game, and it just, just means more. So not that Cal is a garbage team, I'm not saying that, but any conference win you get, you take – and you celebrate, and you get prepared for the next one. So that's Washington and Cal is a nice early season game, and obviously Stanford and SC playing in the second week also. I like it. Then Washington's back in the non-conference with Hawaii and BYU. To me, they'll be big favorites in both those games. You know the the, the push of BYU or Utah, the Pac-12 playing nine conference games, and the, a lot of the conferences only playing eight. I would like to see them play ten. 
The more conference games, the better. I would be fine with that. That'll never happen because of money and business. But I'm with you as far as wanting to see it. Sure. Yeah. So like basketball in the Pac-12 are going to increase their conference games. From 18 to 20. I'd love that. I'd right. much prefer that. And if they went to 22, not a peep out of me. Right. I'd sign up for that now. So, especially in basketball with so many of these just ridiculous non-conference games that For- nobody pays attention to. Formalities, you called them in football. Yeah. It's ditto in basketball. I'm I'm sick of Missouri or Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> Seems like they play here every year. I know. And there's no point. There's no point to <laughs> yeah. that. I'd much rather except, see conference except games. Except a bunch of home games for the Power 5 schools to make money. Just write a check and... I don't get any of that. I know. So it doesn't matter to me. I don't want to see it either. I, I'm glad they're going to 20. I like it. And I wish they were going to 22. I don't like it when they miss a team. I'm used to the home and home in basketball. Games are more compelling. Yeah. Rivalries. I mean, they matter more in football. Conference games matter more in football than non-conference games. But in basketball, it's an even bigger gap between those conference games and non-conference games. All right, DJ and PK, that's a lot of what we've been talking about this morning. Coming up, we will get your, uh, your feedback, everything you think about today's show. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can... Pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City in 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Craig tweets at us, hopefully the Utes offense is going to get better, and Zach, well, he's not going to be running against BYU every week. Interesting there. Is BYU's front that soft? Is that going to be an average week for him? A big week? A little week? I mean, the numbers, 29 carries, 187. That sounds like a big week. I think BYU basically kind of gave up after the uh, lightning and weather delay there and allowed the Utes to just run off nine minutes at that point. They knew they weren't coming back. Uh, I don't think they're particularly soft. Uh, but but in that situation, he might have gotten 40 or 50 yards. He wouldn't get in another game. Yeah, possibly. But he's really good. I mean, that's inarguable. Ron says, I call BS on PK's rant on Utah's cakewalks now. Or cakewalk now through the Pac-12. If ASU were in the same exact situation, he'd be downplaying their chances, being cautious. He'd love to see Utah falter because he'll always be an ASU homer. I'm going to say that's about 30, there may be 30% truth in there. The thing is, if Utah falters now, it probably doesn't help ASU, it probably helps USC. You're definitely not a USC homer. It could help ASU. I'm not worried about the Devils relative to Utah. And I think that, Ron, you underestimate how much he likes the Utes and how much he likes people up at the U. Right. I think that in general, yeah. people wildly underestimate how tied you are into all the coaching staffs. All these guys know each other. You know, all comes out of the Kyle Whittingham tree, which really, if you trace back, is the Ronnie Mack uh-huh. and Lavelle Edwards tree. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but you got to understand, they think I don't like their team. I know. But the truth is, as you get older, especially as you do this longer, you don't really root for teams. People come and go. The teams are a campus and laundry. I mean, the presidents, the ADs, the coaches, they all change. The players, they all change. So right now, there's people in place for sure. that you've known for a long time. Yeah. I, I remember Jay Hill playing. I think you do, too, at Weber State. Gary's been around forever. We both remember Kalani playing, and we've known him the whole time. Or I can tell so, you Friday morning, I received texts from coaches at Utah. Not surprised. Wanting to but I wouldn't be surprised chatter. if you got some text from coaches at BYU either. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just didn't. But Right. Yeah, but I'm, they, they created that I don't like their team. I know. And that's helped me stay employed. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But they, they think I don't like their teams. Right. But he'd love to see Utah falter. No. He would love a I free trip. I would love trip. to see Utah falter? You would love to see a free trip to Pasadena for a week in California. And that doesn't even <laughs> matter. You're right. Right. But to see Utah falter, maybe the university's football team, but not the team that it's headed up by the people now. No, it's not. Right. But I'm never going to convince them. No. They think I'm against okay, them. Okay, but we came clean. I've come whether clean 5,000 times whether people now. believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't think they believe you. I thought maybe they believe oh, okay, me. Oh, okay, I get you. Okay, uh, okay, maybe okay, they believe okay. me. Okay, okay. But you always will be an ASU homer. You would be excited if ASU went to the Rose Bowl out of the middle of nowhere this year. Of course. I mean, <laughs> right, that's my exactly. school. I know, right. Last year on the golf course, Jimmy Soto gave me approval. Oh, he did? Yeah. Before he left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he's, a, he's a slick now. He left the U. Right. So. But they were playing. It was the Friday before the game out at the Champions course at T- TPC. Hmm. Jimmy was there. I was there. And we were talking. And he's... I said, yeah, I don't really like this. But it's your team. It's okay. You, this is your team. So you, it's okay to be a fan of your team. So I got their approval from Jimmy, and I'm sure Jimmy remembers it. So Jimmy, the, the esteemed Jimmy Soto, gave me is. approval. Curtis tweeted at us, I trust our coaching staff to keep this team dialed in and to keep a level head. So One I. week, game at a time, go Utes. I completely agree. He's been preaching for their whole time now. He had Francis Bernard doing it in the post game. You know, we showed up every day all summer. They're definitely into the whole one day at a time. Respect the process. That's yep. who Whittingham is. He's a grinder. He's always been a grinder. All right, we're out of time. Tony and Austin are coming up next. And I don't know what it was all about, but Tony had the twang gone and was screaming. It sounded like lines out of deliverance or something down the hallway. So I don't know what Tony's got planned for the next hour, but uh, brace yourself for that. And if you missed any of our show this morning because you weren't up early on a holiday, check us out online at 1280thezone.com. Anywhere that you get podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes. Yeah, give them a couple more places. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. See, there it is. Kmart. Kmart, yep. Kmart. Best Buy. Costco. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.